I'm Kate Conroy. And I'm Vanessa Mattel. And this is Other People's Business, which is the podcast from the New Jersey Business and Industry Association, the largest statewide business association in the entire United States of America. What? Yes. We release a new episode every other Wednesday, so be on the lookout for that. Subscribing is really the best option because then you just don't even have to be on the lookout. You just, you know, refresh and there it is. And if you're not already doing it, njbia.org slash subscribe. There you go. Shout out to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance. They do home, auto, and workers' comp, and they are the official sponsor of the show. So if you need updated coverage, you should check them out. Great. So we have a very special guest with us today. Our longtime listeners, No Time Collins, will know. No, <laughs> <laughs> no Time Collins. Exactly. Episode nine of our show, we had Jody Grinwald with us from Today is the Day. Yep. That was the name that of it then? That was the name of it. Since then, Jody has actually joined our team. She's now yeah. one of our coworkers. But yeah, say hi. Let the audience hear your voice. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks. Uh, we're for excited me. to have you back. That was a Halloween episode, which are always my favorites. That's so funny. Yeah. Wow. I forgot it was a Halloween That's, episode. It was. That's so, so great. Cute. So your commute from from your office to this office was not too not too difficult. Yeah, I didn't count the steps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay, so today's icebreaker, not that we need, I mean, the ice is kind of broken at this point, yeah. but uh, today's icebreaker is, would you rather be super fast or super strong? Ooh. We'll let you go first, Dan. Yeah. Okay, that's a tough one. Super fast or super strong? I think I would want to be super strong. Same, because I already have a car. Yes. I ha the planes are available to me. Hmm. Whereas... <laughs> there are times in my life when I really wish that I could lift. Okay, so I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I, I'm single, I live alone, and I love it. Um, but I bought a couch from Amazon that needed mm. to be um, like put together. And the, the guy, the delivery person, did not bring the box to my steps. He left it in the driveway. And I was, actually it wasn't Amazon, strike that, I, um, it was another organization, but I won't say the name. And I literally, the box was as big as me, twice as heavy, and I just tried to like pick it up and like like roll it. Oh my gosh. And yeah. I was really successful at that until I got to the steps. Mm. <laughs> and then it was just a nightmare. A I remember nightmare. when you told me about that initially, I was like, obviously you pay the hundred extra dollars and have them set it up in the house. Like. I bad at that. I set the whole thing up. Like, I put it together How did that go, though? Really well. I can really well? Because you were totally loving, like, pushing it down the driveway. <laughs> so, I just couldn't, yeah, I had to take, a, like, a little break. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was the getting the box into the house that was, that almost defeated me. A neighbor, like, had to come racing across three front yards to be like, honey, are you okay? And I was like, no, man, I'm not okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then I put it together all by myself and it looks great and it's totally fine. But yeah, super strong because super strong. cars exist and planes exist and trains exist. Exactly. Being super fast would be fun, but being super strong would be useful. Absolutely. Totally agree yeah. with you. Yeah. I'm with the, the speed though. Yeah. What? Yeah, because I feel like there's only so much strength you need. Like, you know, day to day, you Disagree. know, I'm opening jars, no problem. You know, like, <laughs> it's funny, I was thinking of that. Yeah. See, I, I, there are some jars I struggle with. So, okay, yeah. all right, so I can see that. I mean, I guess having, like, average strength is usually pretty good enough, you know? <laughs> I mean, I paid the hundred extra dollars when we got the, uh, what do you call it, the couches and everything put yeah. together. So, I mean, no big deal there. But speed, I mean, like, it'd be nice. I mean, you mentioned the planes. Usually super speed is, like, super speed. Like, Mach 20 super speed. Like, 
You know, you could get to like LA in a second, you know. All right, but here's here's another piece of this puzzle. Mm -hmm. um, do you remember that show, The Flash? Mm -hmm. Of course. Is yeah. it still on? Yes, it's still on. Okay. I yeah. was an early proponent of The Flash. I've kind sure. of fallen off. Yeah. But I remember in one episode they talked about how many calories he needs to eat in yeah. order to maintain the metabolism to like Super have speed, that. Sure. Right. That would just be a lot of, you know, maintenance and a lot of logistics to think about all like you know, right now my my food plan is pretty basic. I have a breakfast, I have a lunch, and I have a dinner, and mm -hmm. they each are about. Can you imagine if you had to eat like three lunches? That really wouldn't bother me too much. I know. I was just gonna no. say like. And if Tony was involved in that, <laughs> like, but you know what? Speed thing. Now that we were talking before, but you know, imagine having that speed thing trying to come up the steps from the parking garage. That could work. Because that, that would actually be wonderful. That would be, wouldn't it? Because then we could park on the fifth floor. Yeah, right. And See, I feel like that would come in handy a lot Same. more often, you know? You just get places instantly. Okay, yes. On foot. You would yeah. on foot and in right. the weather. Like, it's kind yeah. of rainy here today. And I'm going to assume that the super speed still works in the rain. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> but you would, you would arrive pretty disheveled. I mean, you wear the the raincoat and you got the umbrella. The umbrella's traveling with you, you know. <laughs> if it doesn't break know. in the wind, exactly. Well, I mean, true. You gotta like go into the yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and then you can't see. I mean, if you're really fast, you can just run between the raindrops. Wow. You know, yeah, right. Wow. Maybe. That's a uh, whole other. I don't part. think so. You don't think so? You're like, no. This this is where the reality is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so also I'm thinking you're sort of uh, hemmed in by the continental U.S. Like, if is there a situation in which you could run so fast that you wouldn't sink in the water? Yeah, you could run on water. There are animals that do that. I mean, the little ones. Um, okay. I wish I could tell you what they were. But, yeah, there are definitely animals that run on water. So now I'm, re I'm rethinking it just a tiny bit. I know. But I think I still would go with super strength. You'd be so okay. handy. It would be, though. I mean, keep in mind, if you were traveling across country or across continent, you know, um, you'd still need to have your luggage if you were going, you know, if you weren't super strong, then yeah. you know, all the speed in the world is not going to, like, carry that stuff <laughs> for you, so maybe if you were traveling light. I was going to say, you could just buy it when you get, you know, whatever you need when you get to the other side. Sure, with all the money That's that you're true. saving on the airfare. Exactly. Huh. And considering okay. I don't love to fly, this would work very well for me on the speed side. Yeah, so. that's true. Mm -hmm. All right. All right, well, Jody, tell us about NJBIA. This place that I know nothing about. <laughs> All right, tell us what you do here. <laughs> <laughs> Just a couple things. Sure. Um, actually, membership. All about business development, and it's one of my favorite things is creating relationships. You know, it's it's great because, as you mentioned, I was um, working on the coaching side for a while. And as a member here, I, I have a unique position because I get to sit on both. I've sat on both sides of the mm -hmm. table, which is kind of different for, for most. And really getting to see what the benefits of membership really do mean if you use them effectively. And so I have the luxury of being able to not only share what we do from the side of a staff person, but I also get to share what it, how it helped me and how it continues to help me mm -hmm. um, on the side of a person who is a member. So it's wonderful to be able to share the benefits of what we do. And also, I think one of the greatest things we do besides all of the benefits, including government, you know, working through government with government affairs here, if that's of interest to you, and cost-saving benefits, it's the benefits of our, our connections across the state. You know, like you mentioned in your opening, we are the largest employer association, not just in New Jersey, mm -hmm. in the country. Mm -hmm. with Statewide employer association. Statewide yeah, employer association. Yep. Yeah, right. mm -hmm. Statewide employer association. Mm -hmm. And so that, 
you know, for me, I mean, the amount of people I can connect new members with or existing members with is is unbelievable. And creating those connections is so valuable and important. So if you meet someone and they're not, not the right fit, who knows in their, who in their sphere of influence could be the right fit for a new client, a new connection. So I, I totally love what I do here and how I can help our members get where they need to be. That's awesome. So you mentioned a couple of member benefits. When you're um, talking to somebody who knows nothing, where do you start? It's a great question because I think I start with a couple of questions from them first to mm -hmm. see where I really want, you know, where the mm -hmm. conversation needs to go because what, what are the some of the buttons that I know will work for them. But for sure, the I, connections for me, just knowing the business I was in, I know that that was so important, so I always mention that. But cost-saving benefits are so important, right? I mean, there's really what we do on the health insurance side, working through um, AMT, American Master Trust, and being able to provide so many different options for an organization, both large and small, to get quotes mm -hmm. on health insurance. I think is one of one of our best. I totally benefits. agree. No. Yeah, I always say to people that um, because we're so big, we're able to negotiate special pricing on stuff that you have to buy anyway. Exactly. Like credit card processing. Merchant, merchant services. Office yeah. supplies. Health insurance is always the second biggest line item in any employer's budget. Like Absolutely. it's right after salaries, it is the most expensive thing they spend money on. Mm -hmm. So you have to, I mean, if you're going to be a competitive employer, you kind of have to offer it. Yes. They have you over a barrel and now we can maybe help you save money. Not not to mention, I mean, for so many organizations, some want a voice or they don't feel like they have a voice, but through our government affairs, uh, yeah. full-time employees, you can have that voice or you can have people give mm -hmm. you advice or information about something you might be interested in, but you're not really sure how to even go about, you know, I know there's parts of the state that will tell me all the time, well, I feel like we're so disconnected from this re from the Trenton region. Do we really have a voice? Yes. Like, mm -hmm. And being a small business owner myself, I didn't really think I did until I until I joined. And you know, we need to hear where where people need or organizations need help and assistance. Mm -hmm. And our doors here are always open to our members who are in need. Yeah, and I feel like there's there's something to be said for the idea that whether you're a member or not, we're advocating for you. However, mm -hmm. the more people under our belt, the better. The stronger we are, the more effective we are. Strength in numbers, right? Absolutely. And when with over fifteen thousand members statewide. Mm -hmm. There's a huge amount, like you said, buying power, connections. Yes. We have new committees or, or actually councils starting. Yeah, you want to talk about the councils? Absolutely. Great. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I want to yeah. talk about it. <laughs> I'm super excited about the councils because I feel like they, they provide boots on the ground, but they provide statewide exposure to those who are part of the councils. Mm -hmm. So uh, there are two that are right now um, brand, brand new, pretty mm -hmm. much. Uh, one launching in January is the Nonprofit Council. I've been in non the nonprofit industry for a very long time. And so that's something that I think is really important for us as an organization. I think we have close to a little over a thousand nonprofits that are members currently and looking to continue to grow that. And we want to hear the voices of the nonprofits and bring them together to help provide them with resources that they can share. One of the things on the funding side for nonprofits right now is collaboration. We're seeing a lot of funders want collaboration between multiple nonprofits. Mm -hmm. And if we can bring them together statewide, and as silly as something like this, if you can imagine if we had a, a large majority of our members go to a specific vendor for some sort of resource, the buying power that they would have together, the cost savings mm -hmm. that they would receive. So I think there's so many different things we can do. For the, for the nonprofit organizations across the state by having this council. And the 
thing that's I think the most unique is we're going to be bringing the for profits into the room with them. Mm -hmm. So not not so that they you know start off right away to do business together. Although if that happens, awesome. But I feel like it's more about friend raising and really learning about what each industry does mm -hmm. and what their needs are and how they can support each other. So we'll have four meetings a year, um, and and once a quarter. So it's not you know we all have committee burnout. Yes. So we don't want committee burnout. We really want to be a resource to the nonprofits across the state. So we're excited about that. And we'll have leads from each different region of the state. Um, and we'll be building on that. And then the second one is our diversity and inclusion um, council. And we're going to have a summit in May. We're partnering with the Capital Region Minority Chamber of Commerce on this. And they had a diversity summit a couple of years, uh, for a couple of years. And now yeah. we're collaborating. And it's going to be joint together. And uh, I think this is, this is a very hot topic. And there are lots of large and small organizations who know how, how hot this topic is and really want to be in the room and learn more about how to get more diversity into the boardroom and have more inclusion within their organizations. So I'm really excited about this council, those two councils that will be coming together and launching. The Diversity and Inclusion um, Committee has already started working on the summit and nonprofit will launch at the end of January. That's great. And if I'm not mistaken, the Women Business Leaders Network is rebranding to the Women Business Women Business Leaders Council. Yeah. And so that is also going to be so uh, a council that is um, going to get a little bit more hands on and a little bit more um, mm -hmm. direct in its approach to the networking, bringing in speakers, and really driving the Women Business Leaders Forum, which is the annual, uh, it's the largest professional women's conference in the state at this point. Yeah, yeah we do it every, every September. And um, yeah, I chaired it uh, a couple of years ago. Co-chaired right. it. You did before. It has grown exponentially. It really has. And honestly, men and women need to be in that room, yeah. and we can and need to continue to grow it. I mean, it's over 500 people now in attendance. Mm -hmm. It's it's really an amazing day. But not only the the one time forum. But the meetings, the four time, four meetings That's a year. Right. The council. The council in itself, I think, you know, if, if you're a woman and a businesswoman in the state, this, and you're a member or want more information on how to be a member, this is a great council to get involved in. I totally agree. It's like um, a quantity versus quality thing. When you go to the forum, it's 600 other people mm -hmm. in the room. It's right. like quantity. There's no way that you're going to make as many connections as you want. Whereas when you go to the council, it's quality. You suddenly are in the room with people that you're going to have really good, meaningful conversations with. Absolutely. And that and that is the case. And they follow up. I mean, myself, I've made so many connections when I was a member, mm -hmm. being a part of the, mm -hmm. that council. Just that's created business. So I, I really, I have to say that that's, I'm very excited and, and thrilled to be on this side of the table mm -hmm. working on all of those councils in some way and, and just seeing the growth. So it's great to be part of a launch with the nonprofit and diversity. Totally agree. How many recruiters or membership development folks are there in, in BIA now? Let me see. We have Victor. We have Shout out to Victor. Yeah, to Victor. And we have Victor. Killian. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Not for the sake of not just doing first names. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Victor Villain. And um, Katie. Katie yeah. Whitcamp. Yeah. Shout out to Katie. Yes, that's right. And then we also have Wayne Stout. That's right. Wayne's been on the show before. The Festivus episode, yeah. yeah. That's right, Festivus, yeah. yeah. And then led by Betty. Bones. Yep, of course. So, yeah. My personal hero. Yes, <laughs> I know. There's lots of heroes in this building. That I agree. Sure. She's wonderful. She's one of my favorite people. She is, truly. Mm -hmm. Cool. Blessed to have her. Totally agree. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. Yay. <laughs> Hashtag Betty, right? <laughs> I know, right? All right. Write you're, that down. You're, I will write it down. <laughs> <laughs>
But I, I was gonna say that Vinny is over there rolling his eyes at us, so we should probably. No, I was just looking up because there was some. I thought I heard something on the microphone. Okay. But I think we're okay. All right, cool. Well, on that note, we are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna play a game. Cool. We're back, and it's now time to play my favorite game called Awful or Awesome. I'm going to name three things, and we each have to decide quickly if they're awful or awesome and be prepared to defend your answers. Mm. Ready? Yes. Leftovers. Awesome. Yeah, I agree. I love leftovers. Yeah, leftovers is good. So that's interesting because I, maybe it's our age, but I was talking to a friend of mine who's um, a millennial, and he and his group think that leftovers are just an abomination. Mm -hmm. They would never, they just cannot buy the idea of eating leftovers. Well, I think there are certain things that kind of hold and are better the next day than others. So like in this situation, like, you know, like French fries are garbage like the next day. Well, obviously. When you get like fried rice, I don't know if it's the same thing with regular rice. I haven't tried to reheat regular rice. Well, I don't know. I just had yesterday's French toast casserole for lunch. I think that's different than that. God, it was amazing. What's in a French toast casserole? So it's chopped up or cubed Texas toast. Yeah, and then like you mix it with the custard, the egg and the the milk and the brown Mm. sugar and the cinnamon and then you just bake it in a big 9 by 13. It's amazing. But okay. like French toast. toast. I don't know. I was okay, thinking so the eggs. The I don't know if the eggs would do it's, better than yeah, the Yeah, I don't know. Regular French toast, as long as you haven't put syrup on it, will totally reheat in the microwave yeah. and be fine. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised about the toast. It would be like the eggs that I would be like, mm, I don't know. I actually had, <laughs> this is terrible, microwave, yesterday's um, microwaved, re, you know, reheated eggs as well, like scrambled eggs with potato, and it was fine. Okay. But yeah, in those cases where something is fine, you know, I'm good with that. I mean, yeah. um, there's also, we talked on this show, and I, I always feel like I'm like the one like screaming like Soylent Green is people when I say this, <laughs> but like, you're not supposed to eat meat after it's been out for two hours. Mm-hmm. In those situations, like, you know, get rid of the meat that's two hours old that hasn't been refrigerated. But if everything has been properly refrigerated yeah. and all that, then yeah, whatever, you know. It, I think so too. Mm-hmm. I think leftovers are the best. Mm-hmm. But how many times? That's the thing. I'm not sure. Oh, I see. You mean if you make so much of something and you have to like eat it for a week? Yeah, that I don't do well. I'm good with one. I can get bored with stuff. Me too. Easily. No, I could eat the same stuff every day forever. Really? Yeah. There's as nothing... long as it's something I like, you know. Yeah. Is there anything that you ever think you might get sick of? No. Well, that I really like? Yeah, no. All right, just to give you an example, I think I I, I was so keeping questions. track. There was like a week and a half once where I had pizza at least one meal every day. Yeah, and it's that could happen just right. forever, and I, I wouldn't mind. So I have popcorn for dinner almost every day. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. But, you know, so popcorn just, for dinner. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And the chai latte for breakfast. And the chai latte for breakfast. That I can understand. Yeah. Well, okay, so it started off as like a, a snack right. to eat on the couch after dinner. But then I decided I decided that I needed to like get a little bit more in shape. Okay. And I started to look at what calories, how much, how many calories are in certain things. Mm-hmm. Popcorn was like a 500 calorie snack. Mm. Yeah. That's a meal. Especially so, if there's butter in there. Uh, I can get, like, of course, out of control there's in. butter in there. Of course, I mean, there's don't butter. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> so then I decided, okay, well, if I just skip dinner and I have the popcorn, right. then it's fine. And it has been. <laughs> and that will hold you till the next day. For the most part, it will. Oh, wow. It's a lot of fiber. I guess. Yeah. yeah it's not bad. It's not bad. Um, God, I wanted to ask you something, though, Vin. Sure. Leftovers, right? Yes, but... Pizza. Yes, 
And um, if you had to choose, okay, this spoiler alert, this is supposed to be like a future icebreaker, but now I feel oh. like we've just gone somewhere. Okay, sure. Okay. Cross the line. Right. If you had to pick one food to eat for the rest of your life, okay. what would it be? And do I have to care about like calories or anything like that? It's just like no, no. Huh. Something you think you really definitely wouldn't get sick of, but like it, it would either be pizza or cheesesteaks. I'd have to. Wow. It would it would be a real tough decision between the two of them, but it would be one of the two. I feel like both of them have enough variation that. So the question was composed by somebody, not me, and sure. I feel like. If you could say pizza, meaning I could have buffalo chicken pizza sure. one night and then pepperoni pizza another night and then sausage and mushroom pizza another night, I think I could maybe make that work. Uh, I could probably eat the same kind of pizza every night and not get sick of it. I mean, as really? long as, again, it was like one of the ones that I like, you know. But like, What's your yeah. favorite? Pepperoni, let's say. Yeah. That's a good one. I like pepperoni. Okay. Do you have an answer to that question? I do. Tell me. It came right to my head, too. What? Pasta. <gasps> oh, I like pasta, too. Because yeah. there's a lot of different variations. Exactly. Yeah. There's bolognese. There's penne vodka. There's, yeah. I, I was thinking make it work. tacos. Tacos. Tacos are nice. Really? I don't know if I could I do tacos like literally them, every day, though. That's something yeah, you can get sick of. I like, do it. But, yeah, I like the pizza or the pasta. Pasta. Because mm. there's a lot of different. Yeah. And it's easy. It is easy. Wow. Okay. Sorry. We totally <laughs> went off. Okay. So we're all awesome and leftovers. Let's move on to pet birthdays. Awful. <laughs> yes. I agree. No. Oh, stop it. Really? Yes. I think they're two dogs. So what, are you one of those people who posts on Facebook, happy eighth birthday, Bonzo, or whatever his I'm name? I'm just going to hide under the table. <laughs> so I, mean, I, I guess like I don't, do hey, I don't mean to openly mock you. I'm no, sorry. no, no. You're fine. Okay. But the thing is, I don't do like the little hat and the little... Not that because they don't. That's, that's going a bit too <laughs> no, far. Oh, I, I know people. They don't that, know that it's their birthday. They don't care. But their owners, it makes them yeah, feel okay. good. And then, you know what? In some cases, your your pet is unconditional love, and you walk in, and it's a spe special bond. And you know what? If it makes the owner feel good, and the pet only knows that it's getting this fabulous treat at the exactly. End. I was yeah. going to say that. Like, if the pet feels like it's getting like special attention. Yeah, you know, there's nothing totally wrong with that, mm. but like, yeah, mm -hmm. it it depends on how far it goes. <laughs> we saw people in our old neighborhood that would like actually throw like doggy parties, you know, like where <laughs> they would invite like all the dogs over for said birthday, and it was like, okay. <laughs> there, there were places <laughs> now that the have yapp yappy yeah. hour. Have you seen? Yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely. What? They have yappy hour where you, you bring your pet to this place. It's outside. All of them are mostly outside. And you can eat dinner with your pets. And the pets can roam around. Yes. You eat dinner with your pet. Yes. I mean, can't you just do that at I home? I mean, we all no, eat dinner with other pets. Oh, with <laughs> other pets. Yes. Everybody's outside together. That sounds like a dog thing. I mean, you were the one that was, like, going to have five cats at one point, right? Like, I so you can't have... totally, like... So do you, you have a cat? I have two now. Okay, see? You're a cat person. I'm a dog person. Well, okay, so I don't... My lifestyle and my lease do not allow me to have a dog. Oh. So I think I might be a dog person in secret, but right now I'm just a cat person. Because I remember our, our icebreaker question of, like, the dogs versus cats, and you lobbied pretty hard against dogs, you know? I know I did. Uh. But, um, well, they smell so bad, you know? <laughs> Whoa. 
Well, the again, like it's smell it's when better. people like don't wash them. You know, that's the owner's yeah. fault. Is that why? Individual owner's fault. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't to know go that. Bring them to the so bait? how long? To get how bait? is it like? Once a week, you have to bathe them. Or I mean, it's it's completely up to you how often it's you bathe your pet. It's a lot like, because of their yeah. their skin gets dry and stuff like that. Uh, but if you can gr you can groom them yourself. But or you know, I send mine to get groomed. My dog would go scorched earth if I bathed <laughs> her once a week. Oh. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There's no way. All right. I take it back. They don't smell. The owners are not nice owners. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know. And when the dogs do go out in the rain, there's just I guess their undercoat does have that smell from the rain. Yeah. I don't need that in my life. Probably not. But no. the cat litter doesn't smell great either. No, but you know what? I think I've mastered the the cat litter issue. Okay, well then. All right, advice on. for our listeners. What, how have you mastered the cat litter okay, issue? Okay, so <laughs> I recycle all of my like um, Walgreens and CVS plastic bags. Mm -hmm. So I keep them in a little ball next to the cat litter, and I when I scoop the litter, I scoop the pieces into the thing, and then I secure it tightly. I snip the handle so that the turtles don't like. Do you know what I mean? The seat. You know yeah, what I'm and they about? don't get caught in them. Yeah, that's right. And then I put the sealed, like wrapped up bag into the garbage, and then the whole thing, the whole area stays nice and yeah, fresh. Yeah, fresh. Doesn't stink at all. Okay. So there. <laughs> I, I I wasn't saying that cats are smellier than dogs. No. I was just saying there are certain dog owners that need to get on the that's ball. That's true. That's you know? very true. Yeah. My new cat walked on my face last night. He's a he's a kitten and he What's his name? His name is Razor. <laughs> razor. Well, because his fur goes into a little razor back when he gets upset. Oh. It's really adorable. And when he gets mad, like he's like really mad. Like his whole face squinches up. Oh he looks gosh. like an old man, like an angry old man. Yeah, so he walked on my face and he you know, my skin moves. <laughs> yeah. So he slipped a little bit and he dug in his claws. So I've got like Ooh. some scratch marks. That could, yeah, wow. I know. <laughs> they don't really know. You know they don't know. They really don't. No, it's just their, it's just yeah. their way to protect themselves. You say that. <laughs> I think they know. Well, okay, so here's the thing. Mm -hmm. He never walks on top of the other cat. He mm -hmm. only walks on top of me. Mm -hmm. The other cat would never tolerate being used as right. a, like a carpet. I saw something on Facebook today. It was like, cats are um, God's most perfect killing machines. <laughs> and it's undercut by the fact that they only weigh eight pounds and we pick them up and kiss them, you know? Like, yeah. And their claws. Yeah, so. they're fun. I think that might be true. Mm. And then, like, the comments on that was a rabbit hole you totally want to go down. I'll, I'll, I'll mention you on that one yeah. just so you can read it. Totally. Like, people were talking about, like, the percentage rates of, like, cats' killings versus, like, other predators in the oh world. And apparently it's, like... Statistically accurate that they are like amazing killers. So yeah, or at least that would be what the comments of that section you, you know mean completely killers, uncooperated. Killers of other animals, right? Correct. All right, I wasn't. Right, what sure were you thinking? Like I, human beings? Yeah, <laughs> I thought maybe you meant like they're like accidentally on purpose. The cats are the silent killers. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, <laughs> but yeah, I think they were talking about mice and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, when we, oh my God, I lived in Savannah, Georgia for a hot second, like almost two years, and they, um, I don't know what you've heard, but they have a serious um, cockroach issue in Ooh, I had no Savannah, idea. Georgia, and the cockroaches mm. are not like the cockroaches up here. Right. They're like two and a half inches long, and they have wings. They are gigantic. Fly. Fly. They Florida fly. Too. Right. Cockroaches. So, yeah, it was. Is that the cicadas? Is that what they're called? No. no, that's different. Okay. No, they actually refer to them as palmetto bugs. Oh, the palmetto bugs. And I'm like, no, you can't just rebrand it and it's not a cockroach exactly, anymore. It's a yeah. flying cockroach. It's a flying cockroach, right. So, anyway. That's scary. Yeah. It was awful. So, now so... I'm imagining cats like jumping in the air. <laughs> Here's the thing I saw 
cockroaches at least once a month in my house. And we had like the traps, we had all of the things. Sure. We got a cat, never saw another one again. Wow. How funny is that? I don't think it's a coincidence. No, absolutely I think the cat took care of the issue for us. All right. And I hate to think about what it looked like for the cat to attack and murder and maybe eat, because I never find corpses. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, what's the next one? On? Yeah, sorry. Okay, the last one is onion rings. Awful. Yeah, awful. What? They are objectively awesome. Mm. I I'm on the fence, so I can, I can go either way, but... They're not great for you because they're fried, so I don't eat them. I mean, I didn't. I don't mean awful or awesome for your body. Just awful or awesome in general. Yeah, I'm the other. I'm the other way. So like, I'm awful just because yeah, wonderful. onions. But really? onion rings are sort of the antithesis of one of the things that I always say is a tenet of my life, which is if you bread it and fry it, I'll eat anything. But onion rings, I just don't. So I don't know. I don't like the taste of onions, and I don't feel like you know dressing it up a little bit like makes it any better so they're good yeah. with a dipping sauce too i've it's had like ketchup well the more you hide the taste sure right? oh my god yeah no i, I love it. onions but it just they're greasy they are really greasy and that's the only thing they're like a special occasion food they are i see that mm. yeah the onion blossom thing have you ever mm. had that's no. that's what's really an onion good. blossom onion blossom thing i know that there's a restaurant out there outback outback yeah so and they cut the onion in such a way that there's like all these little prongs of onion popping up off and, and they bread it and then they deep fry it and then you can pick off those little pieces and they serve mm. it with a dipping sauce and they serve it with a dipping sauce yeah i don't i yeah i don't go there often but i have to say it is tasty that does sound good. You know what? Over the summer, I discovered that Applebee's has onion rings on the menu. And when yes. you order them and you take a bite, yeah. like both sides of the onion on either side of your mouth, like actually cut. The problem with onion rings is like every once in a while you, you like, take a bite out the onion, and yeah. like the whole oh, thing, the breading is left in your hand totally and the onion is hanging out of your yes. mouth. Applebee's has solved the problem. I don't know how they did it. They've innovated huh. in such a way that the onion stays within the breading after you take a bite. Uh -huh. And then repeatedly after all the bites. Maybe they've just made it brittle enough that I it like, breaks know. apart. Uh, it's very impressive. That is good. Shout out to Applebee's. Shout out to Applebee's. <laughs> Free plug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. I think that that's the game. Sure. So, Jody, we know, having known you here, that yes. you've set up a, a foundation outside. Yes. So, usually this is the point in the show where we ask about like advice you can give to other sure. people. What would be some advice you'd give to somebody who was looking to start a foundation of their own? Absolutely. So and if you want to take the time to talk about yours, then by all means. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. So uh, my sister and I co-founded the Zach Gia Plutter Kids Foundation. You said that a little fast. What okay. <laughs> uh, my sister Zach, and I started the, uh, Zach, the Zach G, mm -hmm. and it's Z-Z-A-K because our dad was um, an artist, so you know had a little bit of a different spelling. Sure. So Zach G, applaud our kids foundation. A lot of people call it A-OK, -okay, or they call it Zach G. It all depends on which... You know, it has a couple names for it, but it's officially Zach G. And so, Applaud Our Kids Foundation. And what we do is we provide funding to children who are living with unfortunate financial restrictions in their budgets to take lessons in acting, dance, vocal instruction, and instrumental music. And we provide funding for them to take those lessons for all year, and it could be multiple years if they still meet the financial you know, requirements. So it's been a fabulous, it's been absolutely fabulous. I've worked in nonprofit for organizations like the Heart Association and the American Lung Association for years as executive director. And, and starting an organization is very, very different than working for an existing organization, especially on the nonprofit side. It's, it's very difficult. And there's a lot of people out there, I think, who want to start nonprofits or start businesses. Number one, how do we start? And number two, is it going to work? And do you have the know-how? And advice, I think, is 
really asking the right questions to people that you trust and that you know. Mentors in your life that when you have an idea, bring it to them. And those that you really trust that will give you their honest opinion, which is sometimes hard to take. We were very lucky that they were like, you know, those my mentors were like, no, there's this need out there because creative expression is so important to kids that are in this demographic because they're living with lots of other challenges usually mm -hmm. when they are in this demographic. So we see them grow exponentially. But for other organizations and other ideas, you might actually have something already in your mind that is out there or it's similar, so you need to go talk to an organization that's existing out there already that could help. So, you know, my advice is get your team together. Get, find out who is either in that space, talk to experts, um, and then the things that you don't, don't um, try to find, you know, create yourself as a, create yourself as an expert or make yourself an expert in something that you're not. Hmm. So, you know, by actually reaching out to those existing individuals who have that expertise mm -hmm. and then helping them or asking them to be on board with you. We did that right away with our with dance instructors and vocal instructors. We brought them on our committee and asked the right questions and asked them to partner with us. So I think you, you need a plan hmm. and you need to have people in your corner. I think those are, you know, that's the advice. And and really also get involved in your community because if you're going to start a nonprofit organization, you need people to know who you are. So we joined everything when we started from Chambers of Commerce to the NJBIA. I mean, you know, we are a member of the NJBIA. That's what's so nice is, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, get, I get to sit on both sides of, of that table and can talk from that. And that's why being part of the Nonprofit Council and helping to launch that is, is so important to me because it, it helps my organization as much as it helps the organization and multiple organizations that are throughout the state. Very cool. That's really good advice. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Awesome. So let's just say somebody wants to, you know, they've heard you talk. Mm -hmm. They want to get involved with BIA in one of these councils, you know, hear more about these benefits. How can they get a hold of you? So me personally, Joe, um, it's jgrinwald at njbia.org. Awesome. jgrinwald at njbia.org or call the main number here and they can find me. That's another one. So I'm thinking that's 609-393-7707, correct? You're looking at me no like idea. you have no idea what the phone number at your place of business is. I, you know what? This is the problem with having a direct dial. Mm -hmm. Like I have memorized my direct dial and uh -huh. that's the number that I give out. Sure. Yeah. And for me, because I am constantly in my area. I give out yes. my cell phone number all the time. Yeah, so I give my cell phone my too. Cell is yeah. really out there for okay. everybody. Yeah, so. and I know that, okay, so I give my business card out a lot and I know the, the main number is on that, but yeah. but yeah, if somebody has an issue and they need it solved, I would rather they just call me directly than go through the the, the main line and press this for that and whatever. Exactly. Just, okay. It's quicker if they just call me. Sure. Yeah. Makes okay. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. Yes. I'm really, I'm so glad to be here, and I, yeah. I'm here to help in any way that I possibly can. Thank Very you. cool. Thank it you, was guys. Such a delight to have you back. So great to. Have you. I like how you checked that off. You were like, Finn has asked that. <laughs> Don't mock me. <laughs> <laughs> I love being on with you guys. Yeah. So much fun. It was great having you on. I, we were a big fan of you in the first episode, Absolutely. and you know, it's great that you work here now. I'm exactly. All right, I think that's our show. Thank you to our listeners, especially the subscribers. They are the bomb. We appreciate your support. <laughs> Why is that so funny? That was just funny. I liked it. Okay. <laughs> they are the bomb. They are. <laughs> Thank you to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group, the official sponsor of the show. They do home, auto, and workers' comp. So check them out. And finally, thank you to Jody Grinwell for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. Bye.